Don't worry about anything but in everything but prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with, to begin with in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 4, then verses 10 to 20. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Then Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Again, Ephesians 6, verses 1 to 4, then verses 10 to 20. Lord, thank you, Father, for the privilege you give us of being called out of the world and into a new relationship with you. Thank you for the privilege of being a part of your family and a part of the, the kingdom army called the church. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace and boldness. Help us to know that we're called to live a life full of your word, full of obedience to your word, and a life where we fully move in the power of your Holy Spirit, knowing that we go forward fully expecting to be victorious because we are a part of your kingdom army. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Isaac Jackson. Isaac is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time as well. Hey, Father, thank you so much for these moments. And Father, thank you so much for your son. Father, I ask that you'd speak today during this broadcast. I ask that you'd speak through Pastor Joseph. I ask that you'd speak to us, that you'd speak to all the listeners, and that you'd move deeply, that you'd move beyond understanding uh, in, into the deepest parts of our beings, Father. Um, I ask that you'd grow us, that you'd grow us in maturity, that you would uh, call us to repentance, and that you'd call us to growing more in your likeness. In your holy name, amen. 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 Thank you, Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. I want to remind you that we're continuing with our yearly campaign that American Family Radio does with the wonderful pro-life ministry, Preborn. Remember that abortion is the leading cause of death in the U.S. and the world, and over 65 million babies' lives have been tragically snuffed out uh, since Roe v. Wade. And sadly, the abortion pill accounts for more than 50% of all abortions in our culture today. 
in the midst of this terrible tragedy, there is something we, the church, can do. And we want to share with you about this project that we're doing in conjunction with Preborn where you can get involved. Preborn and American Family Radio are asking you to partner with us to help moms to choose life and to help save at least our goal is 4,500 babies this week. We're encouraging you to prayerfully consider buying a free ultrasound. Remember this, that since 2007, Preborn has partnered with pregnancy clinics in some of the highest abortion cities and regions. And remember this, that one of the reasons why the ultrasound is so important is because the Holy Spirit uses that to open hearts and minds to the fact that this is a baby. It's a life created by the hand of God. And so, again, the ultrasound is a wonderful tool in the hands of the Holy Spirit to open minds and hearts to the reality that a baby is a life created by our Heavenly Father. Your gift of $28 helps provide one woman seeking an abortion, a one free ultrasound, $140 provides five free ultrasound sessions. So we're encouraging you to get involved by first praying much for the wonderful and great ministry of preborn. But also, if you'd like to give financially to help provide free ultrasounds for women who may be abortion-minded, you can call this number to make a pledge, one 877-616-2396. Again, that's one 877 Or you can donate online. Go to AFR.net. Again, that's AFR.net. We hope that you will get involved. We're, things are going well this week, but we're, our goal, we have a little ways to go to reach our goal of at least 4,500 babies. Hope that you will get involved. We are very honored to have as our phone guest today, Pastor John Amanchuko, and he's a pastor and an author, author of a number of books. Uh, One of them is entitled Hoodwinked, another one is entitled Erased, and we're going to focus largely on Erased today, but Pastor John, how are you today? I'm doing well, Pastor Joseph. Thank you so much for having me on your show. What an honor it is to be with you all today. A privilege to have you on, very much so, and as mentioned, we I want to largely focus on your one of your newest books, uh, Erased, Uncovering the Lies of Critical Race Theory and Abortion. But would you take a moment now to further introduce yourself so our listeners know a little bit more about who you are and what you do in service to our Lord? Yes. Um, my name is John Amanchukwu, and I am from Raleigh, North Carolina. I live in Big Forest, North Carolina. I'm married to a beautiful wife, Crystal Amanchukwu. We have three wonderful children. I'm a youth pastor and a first assistant to our senior pastor at the Upper Room Church of God in Christ. I'm also an activist and an author. I travel the country speaking out at school board meetings, addressing many of the woke ideologies that are in our public schools today, in particular critical race theory, gender theory, and queer theory. I've amassed over 300 million views speaking out at school boards around the country. And I will be doing a nearly 20 tour stop campaign this year at school boards around the country, addressing these issues that I mentioned earlier, but really trying to find ways to protect and defend the sanctity of children. Amen. Amen. Well, I I have had a chance to take a look at some of the videos and, uh, I would say to our listeners, if you want to see a pastor get thrown out of a board meeting for speaking truth, look up uh, Pastor John, because, again, he speaks truth boldly and clearly, yet sadly. We live in a culture 
that rebels against truth, that rebels against the Word of God, and how tragic that is. So, so Pastor John, I want to ask as we begin, would you take a moment to pray for our listeners that they will hear, have ears to hear all the Lord wants to say to them, because there are definitely, I think, those that God would have them to rise up and be bold witnesses where he's called them to serve him as well, as well as probably many of the things he'll put on their hearts. So would you pray for our listeners to hear and receive whatever the Lord wants to say to them through the broadcast today? Lord, as they witnessed and as we can read and see that at the death of Stephen, there were many individuals who covered their ears because they did not want to hear the truth. Lord, we pray today that ears will not be covered, that ears will be unstopped, that ears will hear and know what the truth is, and that the word might fall on good ground. God, I pray that eyes will be open as well, and that we will take our place on the wall and be moved to action and to occupy until you come. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 And I would like to say, Pastor John, too, I'm grateful to have you on today. And we've had the privilege of having uh, Bishop Wooden on before. It's been a little while, but we're grateful. And I would say I had the honor of having him. He uh, was one. He put an endorsement in our book, our book entitled A Pastor's Notes, God Calls the Church to Stand Boldly for Life. And so I was honored to have him to place that in our book as well. So really appreciate the great ministry and work of Bishop Wooden and grateful to have you on today. So if we could just jump right in and you share about the mission and the message behind your book, Erased, Uncovering the Lies of Critical Race Theory and Abortion. Yes, so tucked in the Old Testament book of Isaiah, is a warning meant for ancient Judah, but it might as well have been written for 21st century America. The Bible says in Isaiah 5.20, Woe to those who call good, who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. We live in a day where people are calling things that are evil good, and then things that are good has been now called evil. And so as we consider that, God gave me a vision and a plan to expose two areas of evil that have gone unchecked for far too long. Abortion and critical race theory are twin evils born of the same diabolical monster, racism. Mm -hmm. And yet there are many in the church who want to call them good, even as America begins to unravel under their influence. Pastor John. Would you take a moment yes. now to define, uh, lots of people probably have heard the term critical race theory. Would you define it for our listeners, please? Yes, yes I will. Uh, critical race theory is a word or term that I would call a floating mass. I say that because it's really hard to pinpoint what it truly means because critical theories, theorists who created that term, oftentimes morphed the term into whatever they want it to be based upon the situation. So a simple, a simple definition for critical race theory is racism. Now to unpack that even further, we would have to go back to critical theory, which started at the Frankfurt School of Germany. From critical theory, there are several branches. You have the branch of the patriarchy, of gender theory, queer theory. 
You have the branch of um, white privilege. You have the branch also of critical race theory. Well, in critical race theory, it's a lens that says that whites are inherently racist. Now, we know this cannot be true because if a person chooses to be born again, then that person loses that ability to have to be condemned to their pigmentation as a meaning of their belief system. I'll unpack that even further. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are many people who would tell you that uh, whites are racist solely because of their skin tone. Mm -hmm. And that is not a fair assessment. While at the same time, the same people who tell us that whites are racist because of their pigmentation position blacks as being proverbial victims. And so within critical race theory, there's this plan to overthrow power structures, to further divide uh, societies and America in particular, and to open openly introduce communism and Marxism. Hmm. Okay, so in other words, it's, uh, it's a, a fluid term that can largely mean kind of what the the speaker wants it to mean, but it, it basically would you would it be accurate to say that it gives them the freedom to encourage rebellion from truth and rebellion from speaking what the Word of God says as well? Yes, I would say that that is that that is a correct um, assessment of the race theory. Okay. Um, it's it's a it's a tool that's used by critical theorists to divide, and to further racism by treating society as a whole. In critical race theory, they believe that racism is present in everything and at all times. Mm-hmm. I can tell you of a story and of a time when I was at... Pastor John, we're coming up on a break, and let's pick up with that story on the other side there. Our phone guest today is Pastor John Amanchuku. He's a pastor and the author of the book Erased, Uncovering the Lies of Critical Race Theory and Abortion. We'll be right back.
music of Fred Hammond with If My People. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Pastor John Amanchuku. He's the he's a pastor and the author of the book Erased, Uncovering the Lies of Critical Race Theory and Abortion. And Pastor John, I apologize. Help me with help me to pronounce your last name one more time correctly. Amanchuku. Amanchuku. Okay, excuse me there. Please go right ahead. You were about to share uh, a story or an account there. Please go ahead. Yes, so during the summer of 2020, after the death of George Floyd, I was at one of the busiest abortion clinics in the southeast called a Woman's Choice Clinic of Raleigh. And a father walked up to me wearing a BLM shirt. And that day, um, he was rather belligerent, and he said to me, now, why are you out here fighting a white man's issue? And so on that Saturday morning, nearly 70% of the people outside um, of the abortion clinic attempting to save the babies, and to support them if the mom were to make the right choice, they were white. But nearly 80% of the moms in the prepared, prepared to abort their babies were black, including his girlfriend. But he's going to say to me, why are you out here fighting a white man's issue? Because there are many um, who believe that fighting against the abortion industry and the movement, that it's a white evangelical worldview. Mm. And he even believes that, knowing that he was bringing his baby down to be sacrificed to the hands of evil doctors. Mm. And so from that interaction... I could tell that he was a walking poster child for critical race theory. Mm-hmm. He probably didn't know what the definition of the term was. However, he was w- walking it out in that in critical race theory, they see racism in everything and in all places, even when a black man is coming down to help save babies, in particular, another black man's baby that's getting ready to be aborted at the hand of the doctor. Well, you know, Pastor John, would would you take a moment now? Specific one of the one of the many issues at play here, of course, is extreme deception. Uh, the fact is, he has been convinced that it's a good thing to murder his own child. What a tragedy! And when a, a mother who, um, under normal circumstances, would be one of the fiercest defenders of the life of her child, too, has concluded that con- taking the life of her child is the best solution. What a tragi- tragedy of deception. Would you pray for the eyes of the, the believers in the church? Because again, the churches, we are to boldly speak out against lies such as this. And God's word is clear, you shall not murder. So would you pray for eyes to be open to truth as opposed to being deceived like this tragic young man was? Yes. John eight thirty two says, you shall have the truth and the truth and the truth shall set you free. Lord, we pray for the minds of individuals who have been duped, who have been bamboozled, and who have been hoodwinked, who have believed the lie that you gave us a right to take life. Mm -hmm. Lord, you did not give us a right to take life. You are the giver of life. You are the breath of life. Help us to defend the least of these in particular, the baby in the womb. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Pastor John, from your perspective as both a pastor and an author who's addressed this very clearly, why would you say there's so much silence on the part of leadership within the church? The church as a whole, not so much in necessarily the white community, black community, period. Why is there so much silence and or timidity on the part of leadership on the life issue? I would say that many churches are more Democrat than they are Christian. That's mm-hmm. the reason. Mm-hmm. Many have um, relinquished the cross, but they cling to the donkey. Mm-hmm. They would much rather say what's expedient for a political party than to, than to sound like they are supporting God's word and particularly a conservative principle. Mm-hmm. I think that is, those are the main reasons why we have this tug of war in the church on this topic and on this issue. Mm. What a tragedy. So, well, would you, just a related question, why do you feel like there's not more confrontation of leadership about not adhering to the wisdom of God's Word and going along with culture? Why do you think there's not more uh, in love confrontation happening along that line? I think that um, there's a part of uh, many Christians that we really have to work on. You know, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Um, Revelations talks about how God, how the lake of fire is reserved for the cowardly. Mm. And so there are many people who lack the chutzpah and the willingness to address these issues because of fear. But I say to pastors out there, I say to the watchmen, um, that Ezekiel set forth a strong warning. Mm-hmm. He let them know that there would be blood upon the watchman's hand if he fails to blow the trumpet and to warn the people. And I believe that there are many watchmen out there who have blood on their hands because they have taking the position of neutrality. Mm-hmm. You know, I oftentimes say this, that when I search the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, I don't see any exemptions or any points where God says, yes, you can, quote, unquote, murder a baby. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't find that in scripture. And so today we are debating on whether or not a child should be able to exist all the way up to nine months, or whether it should be 20 weeks, or whether it should be a heartbeat bill. I don't see a six-week heartbeat bill in Scripture. Amen. But what I do see in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19, God mentions seven, seven things that are abominable, one of which is the shedding of innocent blood. Mm-hmm. I, I do see uh, Moses receiving uh, the Ten Commandments, God sketched his work on a tablet. And the sixth thing, sixth thing is, thou shalt not murder. Mm-hmm. I, see, I, I see that. I see Jeremiah, a man who was called from his womb, you know, even before God even formed him, that God knew what he was going to be and that um, humanity is a concept in the mind of God before it is a reality in a mother's uterus. Mm-hmm. It's a concept in the mind of God. And before Jeremiah was 
a zygote or an embryo or a fetus or even a baby. Mm-hmm. God knew his frame and he knew his purpose and he knew why he called him forth. Mm-hmm. And I also see in Scripture where the Scripture tells us that children are a heritage mm-hmm. of the Lord. They, they, they are. And we see in Proverbs 22, 6, where God tells us to train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. In, order for, in order for us to train up a child, that child must first and foremost exist. That's right. And so yeah. I say to you today, um, there are many who don't understand the tragic truth of abortion. The leading, the leading cause of death in our country today is not cancer. Um, during 2021, it wasn't um, COVID. It, it's not tragic accidents. The leading cause of death today in our country is abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, as we consider the black community, in order for people group to maintain themselves over 25 years, a fertility rate of 2.1 is needed. Mm-hmm. In 1950, the total black fertility rate was 3.6. Mm-hmm. In 1975, it was 2.3. In 2016, it was 1.832. Mm. In 2017, it was 1.824. In 2018, it was 1.792. And in 2019, it was 1.774. There's a message that I deliver around the country called death rattle. And death rattle sets in nearly 23 hours before a person is going to die. Mm -hmm. I hear the sound of death rattle Mm -hmm. in the land. There's a, mm-hmm. there's, there's a sound going forth, a death rattle, for many communities, the, the black community, the Hispanic community, and the white community. There's this death that's in the land. We have a culture of death. Mm-hmm. We have Supreme Court justices who are bent towards pushing um, agendas that further the culture of death in our society. Mm-hmm. And then we are surprised. We are surprised as we spend billions of dollars on con- convincing the, Amer- the American people that a baby's life doesn't matter, we're surprised when evil men and women go to schools and shoot up schools. Mm. We mourn and we cry for the lives that are lost in the classroom, while at the same time we campaign and spend billions of dollars on killing the baby in the womb. Mm. If life is not precious or sacred in the womb, it won't be sacred in the classroom as well. Mm. You know, God's Word tells us in Psalm 119, verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And one of the real issues that we, the church, need to look at is this is largely a discipleship issue. People, many of which mm-hmm. go to church, maybe most, if not every single Sunday, yet will stand up and say just, and, and I think of this, for example, it's too common that I may have conversations with other clergy where they may say something along this line. Well, I'm against abortion, but I believe in a woman's right to choose. What a tragic mm-hmm. contradiction in their calling. They can't yes. speak to truth clearly because they're trying to speak out of both ends of their mouth. They're speaking for truth and against truth all in one statement. Thoughts about that? Well, it's- I always like to ask those people who say that and a woman's right to choose. I oftentimes ask them a woman's right to choose what? Mm-hmm. What are we choosing here? Are we choosing um, where to go eat? <laughs> are, are, we, are we choosing uh, what color fingernail polish that woman should select? Is she choosing um, what kind of hairstyle? Or are we choosing 
to murder an innocent life. Mm. Choice must be unpacked. Mm -hmm. What is the choice? And oftentimes we don't force people to unpack the choice and make them say it. Mm -hmm. No, you're not going to creatively position it in a manner where murder sounds sexy. Choice. No. Force them to say what they are doing. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that is rather effective because it allows individuals to know how sinister society has become. Mm -hmm. There's a young lady um, who's a medical doctor. There's a video circulating around about her around the country um, where it discusses and it talks about um, her wanting to kill children all the way up to nine months. You know, mm-hmm. we, we are seeing infanticide celebrated in our country. Mm-hmm. And we can't, and we must know this. We must know this. Um, if God sent a famine in scripture because Saul killed the Gibeonites who were they were tricksters. They found a creative way to become amalgamated into Israel, but Saul killed the Gibeonites and God sent a famine upon the land more uh, several decades after the death of Saul while David was leading Israel. Mm-hmm. God sent a famine because the blood of the Gibeonites cried out from the ground. Mm-hmm. What do you think God is going to do to America for the killing of 65 million babies? That's, that's a profound question. Well, Pastor John, our time is almost gone. If someone wants to get a copy of the book, Erased, Uncovering the Lies of Critical Race Theory and Abortion, tell them how they can do that. Yes, they can go to everywhere books are sold. You can go to Amazon, or you can go to my website. That's E-R-A-C-E-D, book.com. You can go there and purchase a copy of the book and support the work that I'm doing. All right. And, of course, if someone wants to maybe get in touch with you or contact you, uh, go, to the, go to your website, or how would they do that? Yes, go to my, web, to my website at E-R-A-C-E-D, book. Dot com and you can book me there. All right. And of course, if the other... You're, now, do you have other books beside Erased and Hoodwinked Wink, Wink, as well, or are those your two books at this time? Those are my two books. Um, Hoodwink comes out on May 28th of this year. Okay. And that book is already up on Amazon as well for pre-orders. Okay. All righty. Well, Pastor John, thank you so much for being with us, and we appreciate that. Please continue to do the great work you're doing in being a beacon of light and truth for our culture, all right? Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me on. God bless you. Thank you. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back. like you. You are great and powerful. 
the things you do You're the beginning and the end You're the peace I find within You're a great God You are great You're a great God You are great You are strong and mighty Yeah, yeah No one can do a thing You're the beginning You're the Yes, you are. You're a great Yeah, yeah. His name is Jesus. He's a reason why I sing. His name is Jesus. music of Jennifer Miko with Great God. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. As we've mentioned, we're in the midst of our campaign, American Family Radio, working with the wonderful ministry called Preborn, a great pro-life ministry that's helping and doing many things to help save lots and lots of babies in our culture as we mentioned earlier in the broadcast, abortion, sadly, is the leading cause of death in the U.S. and in the world. And it's so important for us as the church to recognize that God is calling us to boldly be witnesses for life and to be involved in any and all the ways the Holy Spirit directs us to individually and collectively. Remember this, that preborn is directly working against the abortion industry in a number of ways. And uh, Preborn is the largest provider of free ultrasounds in our nation. And by letting a woman see her baby on an ultrasound and hear the heartbeat, a baby's chance at life is basically doubled. Uh, remember, also, please be mindful, too, that since 2007, Preborn has partnered with many different pregnancy clinic ministries in some of the highest abortion cities and regions in our nation. And they do provide life-saving ultrasounds. And these clinics provide mothers who choose life with maternity and baby clothes, diapers, car seats, counseling, and much more. So all these services are free, uh, and they work with the women um, many, many times far beyond the birth of their babies as well. So getting involved with the ministry of preborn is a great thing to do. Your gift of $28 helps provide one woman seeking an abortion a free ultrasound, giving the mom the opportunity to choose life for her baby. $140 provides five free ultrasound sessions reaching five women with the message of life. So if you'd like to contribute any a gift of any amount to help us to provide more free ultrasounds for women, we're inviting you to get involved. To call in to make a pledge, simply call one 1- Eight seven seven six one six two three nine six. Again, that's one eight seven seven six one six two three nine six. Or you can go online to donate at afr.net. Again, that's afr.net. We hope that you will choose to get involved.
You know, the Apostle Paul uh, prayed an important prayer immediately in Acts chapter 9 after he came to know Christ. He asked a question, which was a prayer as, as well. His question was, Lord, what do you want me to do? Well, as it relates to what God is calling each of us individually to be to do in relation to standing for life and against abortion, that's a wise prayer for each of us to pray, Lord, what do you want me to do? And there are things God is calling every single one of us to do as it relates to being involved with the life issue. So we hope that you will take the time to do that. Father, thank you, Lord, for every believer listening. Thank you for all of us that make up the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you for us, Lord, as a nation. Lord, help us as the church and as a nation to put you first. Help us to make no graven images. Help us, Lord, to not take your name in vain. Help us, Lord, to remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. Help us, Lord, to honor our fathers and our mothers. Help us to not murder. Help us to not commit adultery. Help us to not steal. Help us to tell the truth. Help us to not covet. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. I want to take time to share with you an article uh, it's entitled Men and Abortion. And once again, if you'd like to get a copy, simply email us at joseph at afr.net. Remember, amongst other things, it's a discipleship tool, a tool we can use for our own spiritual growth, but also tools to disciple our family, but tools to forward and share with coworkers and a fellow church members, extended family members, saved and unsaved individuals as well. Again, my email to get a copy joseph at afr.net. Again, the title of this article, Men and Abortion. In our culture, it's commonly said that abortion and abortion rights is about a woman having the right to choose to what to do with her own body. This is one of the ongoing claims of pro-choice people who are sold out to the tragedy of abortion. Well, if the concern is really about a woman's quote-unquote right to choose, then consider a huge reality that is being glaringly overlooked by so many in our culture today. Statistically speaking, men are the driving force behind many, many abortions. Allow me to share a scenario that is tragically very common. Too often in our culture, a man, upon learning that his girlfriend is pregnant, will become upset. Often, he'll become angry and ask a typically stupid question. How did this happen? His actual thoughts are, why didn't you do all you could to prevent this with all the birth control methods and means there are? He will then selfishly make other statements like, I'm not ready to be a daddy, or we can't afford a baby. How could you have let this happen? Then too often the next reaction is, you will get an abortion. Do you understand? There's no need for discussion. And in many cases, the girlfriend does exactly what her boyfriend demands. Though it's often, though it's very often stated that this issue is about a woman's right to choose, is she choosing in a, situ in a situation like this? In many such cases, you have a woman that either wants to keep her baby or you have a woman who is on the fence and undecided. Then upon receiving the reaction by her boyfriend, too often she'll decide, I better do what he says. Again, this situation is extremely common in our culture. Even though, even though it's said that it is her quote-unquote right to choose, too terribly often she's being coerced more or less or more or less forced to have an abortion against her will.
Now, it's actually against the law to force or coerce a woman to have an abortion if she wants to keep her baby. Tragically, though, many women don't know the law in this matter. Many of them don't realize that the law is on their side. Many men don't know what the law is either. And actually, sadly, many men don't care. So it's not hard to see that though many claim they want to maintain a woman's right to choose, this is not actually the issue. Time and time again in this sad situation, the woman is not choosing at all. The man is. There's an overwhelming need for persons that know and understand and understand the law in all 50 states in this situation to help inform people what the law is. It can be done by word of mouth or obviously two very helpful resources are the Dear Client Letter or the Dear Parent Letter. Uh, Go to thejusticefoundation.org to find these wonderful resources. Again, the Dear Client Letter or the Dear Parent Letter found at thejusticefoundation.org. Churches and schools should get copies of these items or similar resources to help people come to know the law. Men have too often taken women's rights to choose life away. They've done too often exactly what they should not have done, demanded an abortion. The situation needs to end. The ignorance and selfishness of our culture has already done way too much damage. Any concerned individual can help spread the word. Again, the title of the article, Men and Abortion. If you'd like, if you'd like to get a copy, simply email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. So, again, we want to continue to remind you that we are encouraging you, especially this week, to get involved with supporting the great, the great ministry of Preborn. Please take time to go to their website and learn more about what else Preborn does because, again, it's a national ministry that gives away large numbers of ultrasounds to many. I want to remind our listeners once again, the pregnancy clinic that my wife and I have had the privilege of helping to uh, found Pregnancy Care and Hope Center. It is a pregnancy ministry that works in the Mississippi Delta. And if you want more information about that pregnancy clinic, go to deltapchc.org. Again, that's deltapchc.org. Preborn graciously and generously gave us our ultrasound machine that that we use as a part of our ministry that is uh, basically headquartered in Greenwood, Mississippi. And Again, we're grateful because, again, the machine itself, I believe, is valued right at $15,000, and it was a brand-new ultrasound machine. Our sonography, our sonographer uses it beautifully, and it's a wonderful tool. Remember this, that one of the great ways the Holy Spirit uses it, uses this tool is that very often the Holy Spirit will reach through the picture of a baby on an ultrasound machine screen and many times open the heart and the mind of a mom who may be abortion-minded when she first came uh, to that clinic. But once she sees her baby, time and time again, the Holy Spirit uses the image of seeing her baby to open her heart to realize, that's my baby. That's a precious baby, and I can't take its life. So yes, the sight of an ultrasound is a wonderful tool that the Holy Spirit uses wonderfully. Please pray for the ministry of preborn. And once again, if you'd like to get involved and give to help uh, buy free ultrasounds for women, again, remember this, you're the hero of every preborn baby in this nation in many ways and an ambassador for eternal life for every man, every mom, dad, and family who walks in into any preborn uh, partner clinic 
and sees an ultrasound. Again, your gift of $28 provides one woman seeking an abortion a free ultrasound, giving the mom the opportunity to choose life for her baby. $140 provides five free ultrasound sessions reaching five women with the message of life. Again, we hope that you will get involved. To call and make a pledge to help buy free ultrasounds for women, call one 877 616-2396. Again, that's 1-877-616-2396. Or you can go online to donate at AFR.net. Again, that's AFR.net. We hope that you will get involved. Father, move upon the hearts of many, many of our listeners to get involved and to come to support the great work of this precious and blessed ministry known as Preborn. We hope. Lord, we're just believing, Lord, that many will do just that. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never made the very, very, very important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a great day to make that very important decision. If you'd like to commit your life and your heart to the Lord, would you now from your heart pray this prayer with me? to commit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Lord Jesus, forgive me for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life following you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. And that's joseph at afr.net. If you pray to receive Christ, we want very much to be in touch with you. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will be discipleship tools that will help you, can help you to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please, please email us and let us share these uh, resources with you. Again, joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to get them to you. If you wanted to get a copy of the article that we shared, uh, Men and Abortion, simply email us, same email, joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to get it to you. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.